20 Schemes is the church planting ministry of Nidri Community Church in Edinburgh, Scotland and Redeemer Fellowship Church in Bardstown, Kentucky. I'm Mez McConnell and this is the 20 Schemes podcast. So, Chris. Yo, buddy. Welcome to my lair, baby. <laughs> Quality. <laughs> For the benefit of people listening or some, you know, our one viewer watching, mm-hmm. why don't you just introduce yourself? The one me? viewer being my mum. <laughs> yeah, I'm Chris Davidson. I'm a church planter with 20 Schemes in Inverness area called the Merkinch, uh, up in the Highlands. I know it as the ferry, but... The ferry, yeah, that's what it's locally called. <laughs> just, just say it. <laughs> yeah. And Chris, you're happy because you've just recently got married? I, well, I, because I'm here with you. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, I'm just jolly all the time. Yeah, no. So tell us about your bride. My bride's name's Catherine. We got married, I think, 10 weeks ago now. Good lad. Yeah, so it's been great. Marriage is awesome. Having a wife is, as the Bible says, a great thing. Amen. And yeah. tell me, because you are known for some of your uh, exuberant, extravagant dress sense. <laughs> once. <laughs> once in one meeting I turned up in sports gear. <laughs> Let's be fair, it was spandex. It was it? Uh, skin tight spandex, which I'll never happen again. Um, I, Paul, think, I think Paul. we would describe you as voluptuous. <laughs> Paul from Bingham loved that. I just saw his eyes getting bigger as I walked ah, closer. It looked like that geezer from the, that sketch show that they only gained the village. village yeah. It's that type. It was that. Well, um, when I'm coming down in the mornings for our planters meetings, I yeah. leave at like five to six in the morning. So I thought I'll just throw something comfy on. Well, and it was, yeah. only, it was only passing Brewer on the way down the A9 that I thought, oh, I've made a mistake and it's too far to turn back. And so she got rid of it? Have you still no, no, still it's gym, it? gym gear. Gym gear. Gym gear, look yeah, at you, got in a gym and that. <laughs> trying to, trying to, yeah. Right, so you're up in Merkinch. Yeah. Uh, uh, Free Church of Scotland. Yeah. So tell, tell your mum about that, I want viewer. Yeah. Uh, Free Church of Scotland is a Presbyterian church in Scotland. It's split from uh, the National Church of Scotland in 1843, which is called the Disruption. Um, so we're up in the north, north uh, Inverness Presbytery uh, there. Um, Thomas Chalmers was like our lad. One of my all-time heroes, Thomas yeah, Chalmers. Total legend. Guthrie well, as well, right? Guthrie, yeah. Ragged church, uh, ragged schools for the children. Uh, actually, our building... It uh, was built in 1845 as a school for the street kids in Inverness. Huh. So it That's has amazing. a history connected to yeah. that. Uh, and I think the design with these things, the schools were always to become churches or hubs for Christian growth. Um, so 2018, that's what we're looking to do. A bit slow. <laughs> but I think that's pretty quick for you, boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, listen. I, we've called our new seminary, which is starting, um, you know, in September, um, the Ragged School of Theology. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I'm really excited about within Twenty Schemes, because, um, yeah, I went to seminary, but it was a slog, like, yeah. and I loved it. Like, I went to Edinburgh Theological Seminary, but man, I was, if I didn't have such a support around me, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, have yeah. done it. I wouldn't have done it at all. Just the, like, I'm very dyslexic. Severe to moderate's my scale. I'm the top five percentile. So I was staying up. No need to show off about it. (laughs) Well, that's not (laughs) sure. I'm in the top five percent. But I always, (laughs) even for weight. No, uh, uh, so yeah, so I was, I would normally go to bed at two in the morning and get up at six just to try and keep up. And that was just averaging C's. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think the raggedy school, really does appeal to me in the sense that you know in a seminary they have a they have to hit targets do you know what i mean all the time like you have three weeks on justification you're meant to know it and be able to teach it Um, whereas i love the progressive learning within a church yeah it'll be interesting with the fragging school theology i think we're going to do a um a podcast on it we're going to do a podcast on it john yeah, it'll be good just to, so people can understand a little yeah. bit more about it. But we'll just leave that to one side. So, yeah. you are uh, our first Presbyterian. I am. Into 20 Schemes. Yeah, yeah. One of the criticisms I've had, believe it or not, is that 20 Schemes is a very Baptist thing, oh, right. which is like, well, I'm a Baptist, number yeah. one. Yeah. Um, number two is we have um, 
been trying to work with the free church for some time, yeah, but yeah, I think, yeah. as you alluded to, they're a, they're a slow-moving animal, aren't they? <laughs> In areas, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think that's the nature of, you know, it's like a big church. Yeah. Uh, it takes a long time to change direction. It's like yeah. steering the Titanic. Yeah. It's the same with denominations. So coming into 20 schemes, because you've been around for a while, yeah. come to our monthly prayer update things, yeah. you come to our weekenders and stuff like, like that. What, what would you say are the main differences, if any, theologically, practically? Coming in as a Presbyterian to what we do, because we're pretty chilled sort of guys. Yeah. I mean, we're quite clearly, most of my guys are Baptist guys, right? And, yeah, 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 yeah. But. I think like that can come out of because some guys feel threatened, so they don't come in. Yeah, I've never felt threatened by you or anyone yeah. in the group. Um, Are you like that? Would you say you're the top five percent hardest of planters? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> uh, no, it's just I think like I, I've I, I would say I would like to think I'm a man of conviction, so I stand on what I say generally. So I'm convinced about Presbyterianism. But when we talk about it, more than our planters, it's the practical, nitty-gritty that we're trying to get down to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, ecclesiology is so important. I'm not saying it's not. But what it is, is like, how do we deal with Joe, who's really struggling, or Becky, who's really struggling? These are just fictional people. But how do we apply and let the gospel comfort them in our schemes? That's the first kind of stuff we discuss. And the players' meetings are dynamite because the first couple of hours are just prayer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I love that. <laughs> like, I love that. Even if the rest of the days are shambles, that's the best part where we're praying for each other, and it's so encouraging. Like we're the newest plant, like you said, and just hearing guys who are further down the line, who have experienced the knocks that we're getting now and have come out through it. Mm-hmm. That's gold. And so, so you've been you've been in the gig. For as long as you've been married, how long have you been up at the Merkinch? I've uh, been in the Merkinch now six months, been married for that. Yeah, yeah. So what, what are some of the difficulties that you've had then? I mean, so you've left college, bright-eyed, yeah. but you tell you're going to yeah. change the world, going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, mm. well the first, like you know, Neil McMillan at Cornerstone, that was my first, as I became an assistant minister there. That's in Morningside, Morningside. it's unlike Merkinch as oh, you could get. Yeah, right? yeah. Rich, one of the richest co- postcodes tell in us about. Tell us about one of your sort of famous evangelistic outreaches. <laughs> was, it con- uh, yeah, concerning, uh, was it concerning cheese? Cheese, or? yeah, it was Daddy Lee and uh, Lambrini. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good cheese. idea though, Daddy <laughs> Lee and Lambrini. I quite like that one. Don't mind in cheese names. Uh, I bet they don't know what uh, Lambrini or Daddy Lee is in morning. Contextualisation so. means. That's what we're all about. <laughs> but tell us about your great cheese. <laughs> they worked well. Uh, <laughs> But no, we've done that to try and reach the But what did you, there. just you know, explain so to one So we put on a night for the mums in the area to come to a, like a wine tasting and cheese to accompany it. What, what sort of cheeses did you have on offer? <laughs> we had many on offer. <laughs> Stop fishing, I'm not going. <laughs> and so was that sort of experience, has that sort of held you in good stead? You, <laughs> ah, yeah. As you've moved Works to the Merkins? <laughs> Buck fast and daily. <laughs> No, anyway. it's quality. Like I think, like the main thing with these, like trying to what I learned at Cornerstone was a philosophy of ministry that was tailored to that area, which was yeah. great. But then, let, let, joking aside, yeah, yeah I mean, one side is just so people won't know that is that's a very probably one of the most well-to-do neighbourhoods in H-Nings, in Edinburgh. Yeah, one of the richest postcodes in Scotland. Is it? Yeah, and yeah. Um, and a friend of ours who's pla- planting planted, mm. we would say probably now. Yeah, a, a church there. Yeah, and and it's a hard place. Totally. I mean, we're talking about hard places, right? Totally. But these are people that live. In big houses, cars, money in the bank. I mean, yeah. they, what need there for God? So, in yeah. that sense, oh, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Just, what did you What did you learn? Yeah, from there that you think actually we could transfer that to. Yeah, what well, I'm doing I now. think what I learned there um, was to preach practical theology that impacts the heart and actually forces people to confront their sin because that's what happens in rich areas. People are self-sufficient, self-autonomy. They have big cars, big driveways. They've got little castles. They are almost all-powerful, do you know what I mean, in themselves. Mm -hmm. But when you actually confront them with the gospel, that starts to break down a little. So you need to apply it in a way that it cuts and it also heals, kind of cuts through that mess. Mm -hmm. 
but also heals that. That's what I learned there. And it's not dissimilar to uh, what we're trying to do in Merkinch. But so, so you've gone there, it's been a couple of years there? Yeah, right? a year and a bit, yeah. A year and a bit. And, um, but the church plant was pretty... Oh, so I'd been there from the... After, there was one year I wasn't at that church. I was there as an intern for three years. Right. Uh, and then when I finished my degree, I went in as the assistant minister. And then, so, so, you, so you're quite... A, so you were there then from pre-launch? Uh, the... Yeah, pre-launch, they hadn't launched. They were meeting in the hall right. as a group, and then I came in, but they hadn't launched as a church. Okay, and but now you've gone to the Merkinch. Yeah. And um, you're quite mean, really, weren't you? You, you, you shut everything down. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. so there'd been historical yeah. ministry going out of there for yeah. a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the mother church, the minister at the time there, mm -hmm. done a lot of uh, like breaking the ground, saying this needs revamped, mm -hmm. changed because um, it's not reaching local people. But there had been, there were services going on there? Ser half five service. Um, so generally like 10 or eight people came from the mother church there uh, and it was like a full-blown service. Yeah, because I preached there. Oh yeah, 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 you packed it out. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I packed it out with generally Christians. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically uh, there was about 18 people to 25 when I was going okay. there, uh, but a lot of them were that I assessed when I kind of went there incognito were just coming for food. But you you were pretty controversial um, in so much as one of the first things you did when you got there was to shut everything down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there were food banks there. there yeah. Were, and you a, just... A, a thing called Road to Recovery, which you, helps... You shut the lockdown. Everything down. So, I mean, that seems... Oh, yeah a little bit severe. What Explain your thinking behind that. Well, it was a bit like uh, the cart was before the horse in everything, as in it's mercy first, and maybe if someone bites on that, we'll bring the gospel to them, in mm -hmm. a sense. Uh, and that that can subtly happen over time. Do you know what I mean? It's not but you like, had Sunday services, right, which were, would have been straight up preaching. I'm yeah, it would, but uh, are people being challenged throughout the rest of the week? By the gospel, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Are we actually in the community? Are we discipling one another? Are we, uh, do we know Bob down the street? But or people we... would say, well, if you've got Sunday services and other things happening in the week, surely that's the church, would you? But, you... So why have you killed the church? Yeah, like it is, yeah, but the Sunday service can be the golden calf for a lot of dying churches. And actually, what you need to look at is the culture of the church mm -hmm. and the DNA of it, the really foundation building blocks of it. Are they missional? Are they uh, gospel? Uh, do they have a gospel drive? Do they see things through a gospel lens? Um, or do they just come on a Sunday, meet some poor people, and then feel good to go? That's kind of what, you know, like, how are they doing things? Is so, really... so there was a culture when you got there that you thought, this needs to change or yeah yeah and it's like like to take the boat illustration again what we needed to take the boat out of the water and assess like the hull damage if you will right. what where are we leaking here and that's what we've done so technically it's a church plant because it's all new but i think the technical term would be a replant we've come in to yeah. try and just give it a restart it's a bit like when your heart goes into a bad rhythm do you know what I mean? And the, the, sometimes doctors will induce a shock to get going in the right rhythm again. That's what we've done. So this shock, you've gone yeah. in, there's obviously been a group of people there about a heart for the area, whatever, yeah, totally. their motives, etc. Yeah. You've gone in and you've basically killed everything. <laughs> did that make, did you, were you up for Man of the Year award? Oh, no, 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 I wasn't up for Man. I'm just glad I'd done that when Catherine wasn't there because it, it did get a wee bit nasty from some people, uh, mainly Christians as well. Uh, I got told I wasn't a Christian at one point. Mm -hmm. uh, like this is well, it was similar when I went to I went to Nidre. One yeah. of the things I did was I shut down, and it was like it was a, 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 bit, a lot of ministry going on. It was yeah. a bigger, you know, group of people, and um, I didn't stop the Sunday services because obviously I'm not yeah. as radical as you. Uh, but um, stopped a lot of ministry. People telling me, "Well, you we thought you were a gospel man. You're killing yeah. the gospel." Yeah, that's so, it. Yeah. They confused meetings. Yeah, with the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of meetings going on. Yeah. And they were doing some good things. Yeah. But they weren't seeing any fruit at all. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and so on. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like there there was elements of fruit within what was called then Madras Street Mission Hall. Right. Um, but but it never formally historically been recognised. No. As a church in its own right. No, never, never, and it. it there was a couple of times in its history where it could have been, but momentum was lost. And you, you know, we talk about a lot at Twitty Schemes, momentum is one of the key things you need to keep building. Yeah. You know, you need to keep fanning that flame and getting people going. So when you lose momentum, it's twice as hard to get going again. You know, it's like the guy who runs the marathon, you know, when they stop, it's twice as hard getting a go- to get them Running We've been talking five again. minutes. You've given me marathon illustrations, <laughs> boat illustrations. Yeah, yeah. You've given me doctor illustrations. I mean, you're a little thing, compendium of illustrations. <laughs> yeah, that's the way my mind th- think it works. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember the, 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 the stuff, the illustrations you gave for that A29 day and the boys were all ripping you for it. <laughs> no, you, I think you quoted Aristotle. And, oh, Plato. And oh, and Plato and everything. <laughs> yeah. eh? You whacked them all in there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought contextualize, speak oh, to your audience. Brilliant. So... No, I, I am fascinated, and uh, yeah. people will be fascinated by this because it does seem counterproductive and yeah. counterintuitive yeah. to go into a ministry, yeah. regardless of what we think of it, good or bad, a ministries that are seeing people yeah. come through the door yeah, yeah. and then go in and go, nah, yeah. I think we're going to stop it all. Because, yeah. I mean, pe- I think people assume you would go in, maybe stop it for a week, yeah, and then the, the following Sunday you'd you kickstart new, but you've said, nope. Yeah. Stopping with immediate effects and yeah. actually, no, I don't have a start date in mind. Yeah, that's the biggest hurdle for, I think, people to understand that we don't actually have a start date in mind mm-hmm. because what I'm doing is continually assessing mm-hmm. what I'm seeing and what where we are as a group. Why do you think, it's not, this is not a Presbyterian thing, no, no. this is a Christian thing yeah, in the yeah. UK generally, right? Regardless of church, yeah, churchmanship, yeah. that um, they... They just don't seem to get that. Yeah. That that side of what 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 we're, what we're trying to do because then like you've gone from lots of meetings which say yeah. equal a success. Yeah, yeah. To no meetings and yeah. now a handful of people. How many in your team? Yeah, say so six. Yeah. Six in yeah. your team at the minute. Yeah. Um, and you know, it must be difficult to get people to see that. In your mind, that's progress, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, so I think a lot of people, we as human beings we can become institutionalized rather quickly yeah. like this is the way we've done it so this is the way we always do it there's no need to change we're seeing a wee bit of growth here and there but actually when you stop and peel back like the veneer like we have you actually see the hearts of people and where they want to serve and that's more important because see if you can get that right now it kind of gets propagated through whoever comes in so getting missional now when there's only six of us. So explain what you mean by getting missional. Well, like, so uh, the group, some of the group, uh, the original were there, didn't even live in the area. We'd know probably three or four streets in the area. Um, we wouldn't walk the streets daily. We wouldn't rub shoulders with people. Um, we'd struggle, uh, I think, in some sense, just being up front with the gospel, you know, confidence-wise. So always, it's so much easier to strip down that in a small group and encourage a small group to hopefully enable them to encourage others that we meet to do the same. Do you know what I mean? And so, so in uh, terms of, do your small group get it? Um, well, no, not right now. Like, we're taking time um, to, they're getting elements of it. But it's so difficult. It's the same as me. I need to apply it to my life every day. You know what I mean? Um, so what are you doing in the community now then? That so like it sounds like like it sounds rubbish. Do you know what I mean when you pay time? But it's so important. So walking the streets, meeting the lads in our community. The biggest thing that I'm finding right now is guys my age just aren't out at all. Uh, generally in the American, I think they're in home. How many people in the Merkins? So last statistics was uh, 3,500, but I met a guy this week who says it's closer to five now, 
because of the new flats in the so area. So the Merkinch and the Ferry, are they like sort of one One, thing? they've kind of merged. They were separate right. schemes, yeah. but they're now just one. Because right, it does seem like a big geographical area. Yeah, it's, it's like an artificial island as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's a lovely place. I say it's the most beautiful scheme in Scotland. Yeah. Because you've got the Caledonian Canal on one hand, you've got the River well, Just Ness. so people know, you're right up in Inverness, right? Yeah, right, yeah the centre of the highlands. Yeah. Couldn't be more central. Yeah. So yeah, it's beautiful, but that lulls people into a false sense of security. Oh, this place is lovely. Uh, you know, I don't really see much crime. That's because most of the lads don't nick anything from within their own scheme. Right. But is they'll, it, go, they'll go outside it, do you know what I mean? In terms of like social issues, would drink be above drugs? Because in my experience of the Highlands, it's heavy, heavy drinking yeah, yeah, culture. Yeah. Drink, yeah. Health, mental health, uh, physical health is quite poor. Uh, a lot of single mums right across from our hall is uh, a thing called Women's Aid. It's a refuge centre for women who have suffered domestic violence within the Highlands. So it's flats. So you now you've moved in. You've got this. You've got this manse. Because tell you what, the old presbyteries are like a manse, don't they? Yeah, our manse quality. Yeah, it's huge as well, right? Uh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's decent size. How many bedrooms and uh, so bathrooms? We've and... put an extra one in, so three. One was like uh, an office room. Oh, was it? I thought it was bigger than that because it was just two, two. Yeah, so we cut it off and put an upstairs bathroom because oh, right. you know we want to host and have a wash. Uh, yeah, well, I'm a big lad. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a lot of water. <laughs> so you've got this manse, and then you've got this church building the mission hall or whatever on yeah. the side of it which yeah. is probably in need of an upgrade shall we say yeah yeah, yeah. probably looks like it was still constructed in 1867 <laughs> oh but it's all right we've cleaned it up Have a you? bit yeah yeah uh we're getting it's getting a bit dark and dingy when i last saw it yeah so we've kind of cleaned everything up it's starting to look good okay uh, that's kind of background work as well it's busy work but Generally, what I try and do, like we met recently and like just assessing my time, where we're spending our time. So I've been trying to get out into the community more, get to know people, get my face seen. But it's funny because on the back of that, we've had some pushback as well. As in, there's like people saying in the area that Twitty Schemes is a franchise, you know, like, yeah. and it's just, it's gossip. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's coming from mainly other Christians. Yeah, because most non-Christians wouldn't have a clue where we are. Oh, no, no, no. No, no yeah. one really. Most non-Christians, I meet guys who don't even know simple Bible stories. No, exactly. Do you know what I mean? So, Twice Schemes is miles off their radar. And, it, and, and, and the pushback it being a franchise, what's the, I, don't, I don't see the point. What's the point of it? Yeah, so there's gospel presence in the area. Um, because you've got to be so careful. Like, you do want to respect those who are in the area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some godly people definitely within our community. But in a scheme of three and a half thousand minimum, um, most churches, if, if I'm being generous, probably have at max 50 members and yeah. there's three. So then we're not reaching, like, even if we're full, yeah. our hall would hold a we're hundred. We're still not reaching the area. Yeah. We actually, I've said to my guys already in the launch group that we want to plant another church in the uh, South Keswick, deeper in the ferry. Yeah. Because three and a half thousand, we're a hundred strong if we fill the hall. There's still a um, huge proportion of people unreached. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that's, that's the point, isn't it? Like, you know, we don't build many empires. Why do you think there's hostility from Christians to what you're trying to do? I don't think, uh, I don't know, actually. I've never, the guys who... If you read the history books, Chalmers and Guthrie, man, they went through the same... Oh, yeah, yeah. Experience. Yeah, like, I think we don't like change, which is ironic. Christians don't like change, even though we are creatures of change. Yeah. We change constantly. Um, and they, like, I think it, it, challenge, it subtly challenges people. That's what I think. It makes them uncomfortable, especially if they've been in the area for years. Because then what they assume is we are failing and I don't want to look like I'm failing. So I'll yeah. go on the offensive. And actually, that's not what we're saying. We're just saying, look, we want more gospel coverage. I'm, I'm fascinated by the free church. And I'll tell you why, yeah. because th obviously, theologically, I'm a Reformed Baptist. Yeah. Obviously, you know, I read the Bible, <laughs> and consider ecclesiology to be very important. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, most of my pals in Scotland. Yeah. Since I've been here, all free church guys, yeah. theologically, yeah. you know, yeah. as well. We're not that far off. I mean, no. let's, I think I was talking to um, Deborah who said, someone said to me, when I was talking to him about this yeah. whole situation between should Presbyterians and 
Baptists work together in planting and all yeah, this. And yeah, say, look, yeah. really, yeah. on the ground, it's going to make a difference. But uh, in terms of uh, uh, real differences, we're talking percentages of, yeah, yeah. in terms of what we believe about doctrine. Yeah, yeah. All right? We're, we're yeah. pretty much straight down the line. And, and I'm fascinated that historically, the list of history books I read, yeah. the free church were, you know, they birthed pretty much ministry to poor communities yeah. across Scotland, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, they were, they, were, they were at the forefront of education for poor children, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hospitals, yeah. Um, church planting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chalmers is... Oh, he was. He had, a, oh. he had the equivalent of twenty schemes in Glasgow. I forget yeah. what he called it, but he basically yeah. was building yeah. twenty churches around twenty different parishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you compare it to today, and um, you know, you ask your average Presbyterian in the pew, yeah, yeah. we don't really know much about the historical background because they seem to be, well, as the rest of the UK, yeah. very settled, very middle class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I find it fascinating. Like, oh, yeah. wow, you guys. Yeah. With the torchbearers. Yeah. Well, there's an interesting book. I can't remember the writer. I think it's John and Thomas Chalmers. I can't remember the name of it. But he he says, and he looks through uh, Chalmers' memoirs, and and Chalmers kind of despaired. He felt the change in the free church coming when the minister's eyes dropped polity rather than their local area. He says, like, he noticed within his peers that became the drive yeah. to make like a purer polity rather than actually to reach the people yeah. from the pew and out from the pew. Uh, and that, and that, oh, that's a good critique of some Reformed Baptist churches as yeah. well, by the way. Yeah. Polity. Yeah. Not that it's unimportant. No, no, that, we, we, well, we believe in like it's important. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, when that becomes your focus and your drive, yeah. uh, that's deadly because yeah. that, that just keeps narrowing down. It just seems that like the Reformed Evangelical wing of the church, particularly whether you're Baptist or Presbyterian, mm-hmm. seem to have forgotten mm. the poor elements of our society, right? Yeah, yeah. well, like in our denomination, what happened was, uh, like, through the seminary came, uh, like, German theology, uh, higher criticism, and the church became full of, like, moderates, kind of guys right. who would yeah. hyper-Calvinists, all this, and it shrunk in a very um, middle-class group, for years, do you yeah. know? I mean, they pulled out of the schemes. You can hear singing right now, just to just while we're here. If you can hear singing right now, it's because we're actually in a twenty schemes <laughs> sort of retreat thing, Sing. and they're downstairs singing. Worshiping I think beautiful, the Lord. beautiful Baptist songs. I think. Uh, I think I hear <laughs> Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we'll, we'll continue like it's not. How long are we at on this? Boy, uh, that's not bad. Yeah. So yeah, so it has shrunk. Uh, regardless <coughs> of denominations, I think. Evangelical Christianity in Scotland has forgotten, not, obviously they've not forgotten the gospel, they've not forgotten sound theology. No, no. It, it seems a world away from the communities that we're trying to reach. Oh, yeah, 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 it does, yeah. There's some lads within our denomination who are doing great work in uh, yeah. schemes and they're trying to soldier on, but yeah. it is, the battles, I would say, are more fierce in schemes, like uh, the first thing I learned going to a scheme was I met a few lads when I first moved there and read with them, prayed with them, and they were crying. And I thought, oh wow, like this is God's moving, this is great, this is powerful. Because I never had that in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And uh, next week saw them bouncing out of the pub, do you know what I mean? So what I learned quite quickly is tears don't equal repentance. Yeah. Sometimes they just equal, like, you know, shame. And culturally, we're quite an emotional culture anyway. Yeah, clearly. Much more so than middle class people yeah, who are yeah. very sort of got it all together. Oh, yeah. Very, don't give anything away. Our lot will cry one week and then be smacked out of their tits the next Totally. Week. Bouncing around the place yeah, yeah, yeah. and we'd lo- come over and hug you and say you're my friend. Yeah. But actually, there's been no uh, damage done by the gospel there. There's yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. going So, what I try and do now is if that happens, if I actually try and put a few like boundaries in or kind of like come to this. And I want to see if they want Jesus. That's what I'm pushing for. Yeah. Or if they just want someone to pat them on the back. Because what in schemes as well, guys have to be so careful with the language they use. So like, like a lot of people are using now brokenness as a synonym for sin. Oh yeah, and it's, it's massive because that's what they hear from their caseworkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they're just broken. They've had a yeah, hard yeah. life. But I come in and say, no, you're sinful. Yeah. It blows their mind. I hear this about the language of 
around homosexuality a lot. Yeah, yeah. And people don't mention the sin word at all. Yeah. Which is broken. Well, yeah. Which is true to one degree. It is. But sin is, does not equate to brokenness. Sin no. is open rebellion against the Holy God. Yeah, right? and sin needs killed. Exactly. And brokenness needs healed. Correct. So different. Correct. So, yeah, I, I've learned quite quickly as well, you have to be very deliberate in your language and uh, not shy away from what maybe middle-class people would call tough doctrines like hell, yeah. heaven and hell, yeah. judgment, the sovereignty of God's huge. Judgment's a massive issue for us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, if you dodge that, yeah, you know. I, so, I think about 20 schemes, why, why have you joined our franchise? Um, <laughs> so, like, you know, not what? I don't know what that means, but I quite like it. Now. Yeah, yeah, you should wipe straight our franchise after me saying you're not a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> it's helpful. <laughs> no, but I mean, tw tw you know, why bother with 20 schemes? So, like, my, my background's uh, joiner, carpenter. Um, and all carpenters trying to replicate good practice. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, you guys have great practice. Like, it's working. It's evident. Do mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, so why not? Like... It doesn't make sense to me to try and reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Let's just draw alongside, mutually encourage each other. Let's form a partnership. How can I help you as you help us? So how does a partnership work for those who don't understand that? Because I think some people, I think what they mean by franchise is maybe Twitter scheme is like some sort of denomination and I'm like, all right, the Pope. <laughs> we just command you all. Which yeah. would be brilliant, right? If you, oh, any yeah. of you listen to me. But well, no. I mean, so just explain how that part, because it is partnership. It, oh, it's totally. It's, you're not my boss. Exactly. The presbytery is my boss. Exactly. That's who I respond to. Which is to. unfortunate because the church is, is my boss. Yeah. <laughs> well, God's ultimately <laughs> my boss. <laughs> we won't go down that. But what I mean by that is, like, if you say jump, I don't really need to. Because you're a big lad. You, yeah, I mean, probably would be good yeah. for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, but... So how does the partnership work for people thinking, well, how does it work then? Yeah, well, I think it's like sharing training, um, sharing resources. As I learn from you, what can I offer you guys as well? I don't hold anything tightly to myself. Yeah. Like I said, we're not building an empire in America. Apart from the spandex top. Yeah, <laughs> no one wants that. <laughs> But what I mean is, it's, so it's just that. It's actually yeah. fellowship, almost like family-like, you know, yeah. like uh, you could equate me as the weird cousin, do you know what I mean? Because I'm the Presbyterian, but you But really, all joking aside, <laughs> when we're all together hanging out, talking about ministry, oh, don't. we're not sitting around. Oh, no. Like, I give as good as I get. Exactly, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? I think that's what I think people from the outside don't understand. Yeah. There's a fellowship. Totally. Of guys who, and we're not saying we're getting it right, right? No. Some of the guys are failing. Some of them yeah. are doing quite well, and it, and I think it's a mutual encouragement. No, totally. And there's times I'm failing. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. But knowing guys you can chat to have experienced it, and the heart of that as well, like can yeah. go deep yeah, and yeah. meeting with guys and just saying, look, that like maybe my own sin got in the way, and they're like, they know they can chat about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I would say. One thing we all have to push down. I remember you talking about this, like eight key things of a leader. And I was sitting there thinking, wow, that's so true. But then you listed off, I think, like 16 or 20 of the, <laughs> the weaknesses yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, pride can just come at you in all areas as a minister. Yeah. Like you, you can, I don't want people coming to the Merkinch for Chris. I want people coming to the Merkinch Free Church for Christ. But yeah, but that, that's, that that's a beautiful little saying. I like that. Yeah. Not for Chris, but for Christ. That's, yeah. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. We get, let's get that on pens. <laughs> but, but at the same time, yeah. the Lord does use personalities. Totally. To oh, draw like, people. To draw people and we preach through our personality. Because yeah. if you were some sort of stiff who, you know, collected butterflies. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is bored, witless, and we're boring. Yeah. I think culturally that would be a, a tough sell where you're at it is so people yeah. so people so the lord does use personality oh, totally. i understand your point yeah you come to christ yeah. but at the same time yeah so we say john 333 yeah, that we would decrease that he would increase and what yeah. i'm meaning by that is i you know we all there's that sometimes in drive for the ministers that pride can come through and it can express itself in controlling like being controlling enough people, it can express yeah. itself and, uh, you know, like just that you want the limelight kind yeah. of stuff. 
so I, each week I sit down with my planner saying, what am I going to do this week? And I just pray and think, how would the devil trip me up? And sometimes it's by inflating my own ego. Sometimes it's by, you know, just taking my eyes off what we're actually so let's doing. let's go back to pride. Yeah. How do you deal with the pressure of numbers? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's a pressure, right? Oh, oh yeah. that's the main where, question where, I get. Where's the converts? Yeah. Where's the bums on seats? Yeah. You've got six people. Yeah. You're almost a year in or whatever you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. how do you deal with that pressure? Because it's yeah. there, right? Oh, totally. Like, I, if I say to someone, I met Bob this week, we had a good chat. Some people would go, did you invite him to church? It's the instant question. Yeah. Rather than, oh, that's great, build a relationship, get yeah. to know the guy, draw alongside him. But that doesn't. that's not ministry no. to some people. That's what's the so point. how do you now? deal with it? Yeah. I... <laughs> I try and paint the long game, like, you know, there's, there's very few people now in our culture that walk into a church service just out of the blue. Do you know what I mean? There's normally been the things that have happened in our life to draw them there, people, experiences. So what I say is we just need to go, the Great Commission, go out to the highways and byways, meet these people and then invite them to the banquet that is set. That's what we're trying to do. So I, how I deal with it is A, I try with... My launch group, I try to explain the long-term goal, but with other people, I kind of don't need to explain it because they're not there. You know what I mean? If people but are yeah, doing... must have pressure from, I don't understand fully governments like presbyteries yeah. or the mother church or... or yeah. What, you, listen, we're men, we set ourselves targets. You must have in your own brain. Yeah. I'd like, you know, I don't want to stay with six people for the next <laughs> no, six no. months. No. Uh, <laughs> how do you... Both set yourself targets when yeah. you're moving forward, but not be crushed under the load. Yeah. Because you look at, we come, like, listen, this is happens to all of us. We come together every month, we pray, and you must sit there listening to the planters. Well, I've got mm. 40 people in my service after a yeah, year. Yeah. I've got 20 yeah. or three people got converted this week, and you yeah. must sit there thinking, yeah. Crap. Yeah, we've gone back this week. Yeah. 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 I just killed everything I started with, you know. <laughs> Six people, and, it, and, and, you know. It's not like uh, it's six twenty-year-olds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've got you've got quite an older group, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, in like, terms of our. Yeah, my wife's the youngest our, member we have. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. So I think painting a vision that people can see, but not filling in every step. Yeah. That's see if you fill in every step, you set expectations, and yeah. see when they're not met, they crush people. So do how do you, you, how, what does that do for you in terms of finance? In terms of fundraising or is it a different beast for Presbyterians than for us? Because we have to raise, I mean, I have to sit in front of funders and yeah, yeah, show plans and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's silly. It's the necessary evil of the church planting world. Oh, yeah. We're well, to raise finances. Yeah, we've, we're putting together a development plan like as in mm -hmm. where we hope to be. But, you know, what we cast first and foremost is a vision. You know, I often think of Nehemiah. Nehemiah, it says God woke him in chapter one and he went and walked the walls. Mm -hmm. He took the initiative to mm -hmm. do that. And most people would look at those walls and say, man, there's no way we can rebuild them. Mm -hmm. But Nehemiah had a vision and he was so practical. That's what I love about Nehemiah. He put families behind each section and says, if you don't build the wall, you're open to attack. Mm -hmm. Get about it. You know what I mean? He challenged people to do it. He didn't hold their hands. And that's what we try and do. We challenge our launch group to be missional. So where do you hope to be in a year? A, a year from now. So we're like pre-launch group. Uh, a year from now, uh, I would hope that we are, we have grown in number, that the, we're setting the culture of the church that we're setting now is starting to solidify. And we may be thinking when to launch. Um, I think people try and put, again, this is maybe a class system, you know, a middle-class dynamic on a scheme church, as in you should launch within a year. Mm. Like, because I know guys who are in other places in Scotland who have met, loads of people have flooded to them and they're launching within six months of gathering. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen. That, can't, that, that just doesn't happen in schemes. We no. go into schemes and you're, you're honestly lucky if you meet another Christian. Yeah. And yeah, one of the things I say, Mike, one of the averages we've worked out so far in the six or seven places we've got is, it's been an average, it's, this isn't a law, it's just yeah. the average has been about three years before launch. Yeah. And about 20 adults. Yeah. We've yeah. said is 
a good thing. And, and then even then I always encourage my guys, make sure that those 20 you've got have got uh, between five and 10 personal contacts each in the community. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's and, and what that, we're trying that, to yeah, do. That's a, yeah, that, that, that's how we, and some have gone before 20 adults, some have gone with 20 adults. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely important to think about one, you need a group. I mean, it's easy to get a group of 15, 20 people in your front room and go, right, this is it. We're, yeah. we're launching. But yeah. if those 15 to 20 people launch a church and then their expectation on Sunday is, right, you uh, teach me. Yeah. And then they're not all involved in mission. Yeah. You're just left with consumers. And you're uh, never going to get above that. Yeah. You find it real yeah. struggle. Yeah. So there are, there are lots of factors to take. And that's what we were saying about the culture, the DNA of the church need is kind of thing you need to focus most on. And that to try and get that out, out, out into your group. And as you often say to us, we model that. Yeah. Like the planter and his wife model that. Yeah. So if we can't do it, then it's doomed like at the start, you need a lot of work. So myself and Catherine, we're constantly trying to get out into yeah. the community, meet people make contacts the big thing i'm thinking right now is how do i meet guys who don't come out of their house so i'm toying with the idea of like buying uh, like i've noticed in our scheme that we had a lot of cars look broken down so i'm toying with the idea of buying one and saying lads come and help us fix this car mm -hmm. like you know we'll do it together all learn together you know what i mean doing something like that. Mm -hmm. try and draw people out maybe by interests but get to know them that's mm -hmm. what the purpose of that is you know what i mean it's not a vehicle technically for mission mm -hmm. yet but as you get to know one guy he half his mates are still in the American mm -hmm. so you have contact with another 10 lads mm -hmm. do you know what I mean right now because we've moved into the area uh, that's our challenge how do we get behind closed doors and it takes money takes years oh, it does yeah yeah but you still need to plow that ground now. Yeah, Even yeah. though it may take years, you've still yeah. got to be like, how do we do it? So we're starting to get there. We're starting to meet good lads in the area. Well, I am, my wife's meeting some ladies in the area, like just going and getting her hair cut. Yeah. She met like six ladies just sitting there and they're all chat. you know what I mean? Like a bit like a barber shop in America. Yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. chatting to each it's other. It's good, these yeah. are all good little things. Yeah, so just these little wins, but that is also what the launch group need to be doing, independent of me. Yeah. So um, what would you say is your biggest needs right now? Uh, so our biggest needs right now uh, would probably be a women's worker for our area. Um, I think it was, was it Ian at the last... Aye, at the last weekend there, he talked about uh, schemes now are uh, man deserts. Mm -hmm. You definitely see that in our scheme in the mornings. It's all women walking around mm -hmm. pushing prams, you know what I mean? Um, so a women's worker... It's pretty true across the board, to be honest. Yeah. And we've been saying, like, I don't want a woman to come to me and be like, oh, I've studied all the, like, you know, I have a theology degree, da, 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 mm. if they don't love the area. Mm -hmm. I want a woman who will come, love the people, love the area, because we can train her. I can send her to you guys, mm -hmm. get on-site training. You know what I mean? We can train her into her role. Mm -hmm. But first and foremost, I want to see her heart for the community. Uh, for too long we've hired people and they just are useless engaging guys in the schemes. Mm -hmm. Talk over them or talk at them, but don't really engage them. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we're looking for that. Uh, also, just prayer with fundraising. Like, I think it's one of these things no one really teaches you how to do. You know what I mean? Uh, you've, well, did anyone teach you really how to fundraise? You I'm can... just breathtakingly cheeky. <laughs> No, you're not. <laughs> oh, I, I have <laughs> yeah. no shame. Uh, yeah. So, like, how we do that, like, never, that's another good thing about 20 schemes. How do you actually Yeah, I think that's one of the sessions when I talk about this yeah. afternoon. Because it's yeah. difficult. You know what I mean? And I think as Scottish people, we're a bit reluctant to put ourselves out there like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a challenge. So, prayer with that. Uh, I'm quite open. I'm, I'm quite like engaging I would like to think as a guy so I can chat to people oh, but we'll see what the viewing figures are for. <laughs> Probably be about mark me down yeah. <laughs> I think your mum switched off by now I know totally <laughs> she's away doing the dishes <laughs> she's rooting out that lycra top she's <laughs> pure embarrassed I love it it's comfy as um, but no it's just these are the challenges I think for yeah. church planners how, how we actually do things especially in schemes context 
But it's, everything seems like I said. I think to you, uh, I lo- like the first couple of weeks in the Merkinch were like I was loving it, buzzing. But it's like it's like standing under a waterfall scheme ministry. You know, the pressure just slowly pushes you down, and yeah. and you feel like you're not getting anywhere. You feel like oh, I'm failing. Yeah. And that's where the planters retreats and that through twenty schemes are so good because lift your head up a bit more. Yeah, because. An hour after standing on a waterfall, if you're human, your skin's staying you and you're almost on your knees. So that's... Uh, so a waterfall illustration. I mean, you've got them all. <laughs> you've used them all up. <laughs> no, no. Got loads more. Yeah, one of the things, the good things about 20 Schemes is, we, despite all the cynicism in Scotland, and there is quite a lot mm. in Christian circles, is we are um, actually well-loved, believe it or not, yeah. around the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, and particularly in the States, where a lot of us went out last oh, year. Oh, yeah. Like, guys and, were just so amazing out there oh it's just a different culture right and um i think one of the good things is we've got a lot of presbyterian contacts yeah um who are looking to support ministry in scotland yeah for obvious reasons well i'm here doing it exactly right i think one of the things that we're trying to do is you know push you forward and get support get internships get 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 people coming over to help you and i think with that like we can be suspicious yeah yeah, Uh, you know i mean like I, i got Choose to be a Baptist because I was with you guys. And yeah. They're like, no, I'm Presbyterian. That's fine. Yeah. So, like, even if guys want to come over and stay with us, you know, see us, yeah. see what we're doing, actually, the guys who come over get it. You know but to be I mean? fair, you'll have to be a Baptist because when you think about it, right. there are no children of believers to baptize. So, if yeah. the first generation, you'll be baptizing adults. Yeah. Yeah. So functionally, you'll be a Baptist, which I find quite pleasing. Unless they come to faith and they have children. <laughs> and we'll do the children But that's well. what I mean. is yeah. you, you, you need a generation to come to faith before totally. you get there. Yeah. I just think a lot of the this argument yeah. is like, uh, particularly from very suspicious Presbyterians, that we're trying yeah. to corrupt you, which is yeah. hilarious. And yeah. do you know what I get from Reformed Baptists? Yeah. Who won't support us because of my friendship with... With us. Presbyterians, I think, I'm suspicious. I can't be a proper Baptist. So do they think you're a Presbyterian? They, yeah, they think. <laughs> they, they don't, I mean, they, some of them think I'm ecumenical, which is hilarious. It's like, yeah. yeah. This is, it, it, honestly, yeah. the, the, the attitudes are outrageous. Yeah, yeah. But I think we just have to keep going on, yeah, yeah, focusing with the Lord. And yeah, I yeah. think that we can just um, support and encourage one another yeah. in ministry. I, I, I'll support a... Presbyterian Church in the housing scheme every single time yeah. over yeah. much of the nonsense sort yeah. of, you know, whacked out charismatics. And I don't mean a lot of my friends are charismatics. I don't mean those yeah. sort of charismatics, but you know, the yeah, real yeah, yeah, yeah. prosperity nut yeah. jobs. I'd rather have a good, solid gospel church well, Presbyterian yeah. than no church at all. Totally, yeah. Convention is so important, it's, isn't it? it and is. I think, like, I was saying to Catherine, my wife, um, about, you know, like, say we do go, God God blesses us, and we turn out and we fill that hall, and I notice then we've got 20 guys who are Baptist in yeah. theology. They're still members with us. I'd be quite happy with saying, guys, go and plant a church and we'll support you. Yeah. And, like, there's yeah. so much scope. Seeing the Highlands of Scotland, it's so bleak right now because we're kind of going through a, a Christian clearance. All our young uh, couples are moving to cities. Normally, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's happening globally. Yeah, that. all these wee fishing villages are literally unchurched. And what's happening is, like, alcohol is rife. Mm-hmm. Uh, drug culture is there. Uh, maybe not as vicious as an urban setting, but is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and just this discouragement on churches in these areas. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So how do we reach the whole of Scotland? That's that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. We need to have a strategy. You know, this is one thing I think is quite interesting as well. Um I've gone to meetings where guys sit down and there's no agenda. And if you have, you, how does that form an outcome? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you go to a meeting, you don't really know what you're talking about. There's not going to be an outcome. Mm-hmm. And we need to have a strategy for the whole of Scotland. To be fair to the Presbyterian dudes, and I've been in Scotland now 11 years, and I wasn't really um, aware of Presbyterianism, mm-hmm. you know, or the culture of it until I came to Scotland. Mm. Um, but it's in Brazil, is it not? Yeah, but it's very different. Is it? Scottish Presbyterian... I don't know. I don't yeah. know if it's because it's because it, there's so few Baptists in Scotland yeah. Yeah. and it's such a country-dominated 
by historical Presbyterianism. Yeah, 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 totally. There yeah. must be reasons. But yeah. one of the things I, I've, I'm encouraged with in the decades since I've been here is that guys like Neil McMillan and yeah. Derek Lamont and, oh, yeah, Gold. and others who have got a huge heart for church planting, yeah. and not just in our communities, no. but across Scotland. And they, they have getting a vision for it. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, at least in Edinburgh, yeah. there's a lot of friendship between guys who yeah. are different denominationally. Yeah. But more or less theologically, doctrinally, yeah, you know, uh, on the same page, working in partnership, encouraging one yeah. another, and helping one another, and I, and I, I think that's positive. Oh yeah, yeah. Going forward, so there's not, it's, I don't think it's all negativity. No, there's not. And I, there are hurdles to overcome, right? Yeah, but yeah. We can do it if we. Yeah, one guy I meet in Edinburgh, in Inverness, quite often for prayer is an Acts 29 planner. Yeah. Who's a Baptist, doing Reformed Baptist yeah. Church. We meet regularly, great time of prayer. But even the guys in my own presbytery, like I meet with them for prayer, they, yeah. they get it. Yeah. Uh, but the, it's just also new. That's the thing. Right? It's like baby steps, isn't it? Yeah. And again, going back to change is challenging. Yeah. By, and that's what we find sometimes whenever we try to change something it can it can bring hostility towards us but i don't have any time like christians who say stuff like you know 20 schemes is a franchise why are you planting in the Merkinch when there's other churches there i don't really have time to get into that debate when you look at the statistics right. in our scheme do you yeah. know what i mean yeah. guys are dying without christ uh, zero point whatever it is it's not even one percent of our scheme is christian yeah. the last census in our scheme 70 percent said atheists yeah so it's not like they're agnostic or indifferent they're actually against it yeah um so i don't have the time really to fight that battle when there's a bigger one raging do you know cool what I mean? right i'm going to draw it to an end there thanks cool. for talking to us it's a pleasure cool we could have spent loads of time talking about and arguing about ecclesiology and child baptism i'm, I'm up for that but um, I'll know. just get my Bible. That's all I'll do. <laughs> well, I'll get you get the Old Testament then, and I'll get the New. Yeah. And we'll I'll, I'll take both. You take the New. <laughs> <laughs> all right. God bless you, bro. I love you. See you, man. With these conversations, we're trying to expose some of the issues we experience in our ministries. We hope that with honest and frank conversations, we can begin to open up on some of the hard realities of church planting and revitalisation in schemes and council estates around the UK. In fact, even around the world. In this spirit, these conversations will be published completely uncut.